0: Welcome to another episode of the Infertility Podcast. We are closing out Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month with someone who has played an important role, a vital role in the season that I am currently in right now. So I want to welcome back Minister Jerriel. Woo! (laughs)
1: Thank you for having me back.
0: Yes, so, since our last time together, um, if you haven't listened to that episode, it's an uh, episode in season one dealing with the season of singleness. So, you can check that one out. Um, but since that time, Minister Jeriel has launched a book entitled Counterattack. So, Minister Jeriel, can you tell us a little bit more about the book and what you've been working on since the last time we had you on the podcast?
2: Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be back. That singleness episode was so good.
0: Yes. Um, I got a lot of good feedback about that episode. People <laughs> loved love it. it.
2: So good to hear. Yes. So good to hear. So yes, um, by the grace of God, I was able to um, launch a book called Counter Attack. <laughs> and so... um. The, basically, the gist of the book is where I break down both the spiritual and um, physiological representations or functions of the different parts of the body.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, in the book, I teach my readers how to fight. So it is a spiritual warfare manual um, against uh, against COVID nineteen, against any kind of you know physical ailments, and so. This book gives you the opportunity to be able to pray against certain ailments for you to also be able to understand what each, what the different parts of the body represent, mm-hmm. um, um, and how you can pray those parts through. For example, the head represents leadership. Um, so, how can you sharpen yourself as a leader? The shoulders represent the ability to carry weight or to carry um responsibility. Um, um, The hands represents the ability to work. The feet represent your ability to carry yourself upright, to Mm -hmm. go from one place to the other. So it breaks down all of those symbolisms along with the anatomy and the physiology of the body so we can understand how they kind of intertwine and how as believers, as prayer warriors, how we can Mm -hmm. pray over our bodies. Love
0: it, love it, love it. And um, the book was really released um pretty much a little bit after COVID hit, right? right. And um I, I really love the concept um and the download that you received um in regards to we have to counterattack, right? And I think oftentimes we don't we were just talking about this before the recording, that we don't think about or talk about spiritual attacks and how spiritual attacks can manifest in the physical. Right. Um, and so I love the book and the way it highlights, hey, if you're going through this symptom, this is a symptom of X, Y, Z spiritual attack, and this is how you pray about it. Absolutely. So it is um, amazing. And like you said, it's a great manual, great tool that people can use, um, you know, in everyday life, you know what I mean?
2: Absolutely. So
0: in the same line, I thought it would be fitting to close out um, Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month um, and address how we can counterattack the season that we may be walking in right now. So my first question to you about, in regards to the book is, what inspired you
2: to write this book? You know, that's, that's a really good question. Honestly, I cannot take um, the only credit I could take is the fact that I typed it all up and I designed it and I put it all out there, praise the Lord. But um, aside from that, um, the book was really inspired by the, um, the, the whole the accounts around George Floyd's murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, 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 the phrase that he was, you know confessing right before he died which was i can't breathe right and um and you know that just brought such a revelation to me that it wasn't just george floyd in that moment that couldn't breathe
1: mm-hmm. but
2: his expression was so prophetic that he was speaking for the entire world yeah. because we were literally at the very cusp of you know, being shut down and confined because of COVID-19 and, and, you know, you can just sense the unease and you can just sense the anticipation for everyone to be able to finally break free from this quote unquote bondage. Yeah. And so his, his expression being that it was in the moment of him being oppressed, um, you know, and having been, being pressed down mm-hmm. by the foot of, Uh, of an oppressor that we would look to as someone to be, you know, our protection, you know, who represented protection for a community. He represented the law for, you know, for a community. So the fact that he was being oppressed by a person who represented, you know, someone who upheld the law Mm -hmm. meant so much to me. And I felt like I began to, you know, ask myself questions. Um, how many of us feel oppressed and feel that we're being suffocated by the issues of life yeah. that we never thought that we would have to be struggling or facing right now? Mm-hmm. You know, um, I-, I hear you say this all the si- all the time, sis. You're like, I I had my whole life planned out. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be married by this age. I wanted to have kids by this age. I wanted to have my degrees or this kind of a job by this be age. Done with kids at this age, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, and so all of these things did not happen as we expected because there were circumstances that happened in our life Mm -hmm. that that we may not, you know, not everyone is able to openly confess, but we feel like we were being suffocated Mm -hmm. uh, because we're not where we wanted to be or doing what we wanted to do. And that touched me so profoundly. And I began to do research on the lungs and I began to do research on the, on, on the virus. And I began to realize that this was so prophetic. And so, um, and so I decided that I am not going to be, Uh, I'm not going to prophesy this over myself, though I may be, though this may be what I am feeling, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to fall in line with that prophecy and say that I cannot breathe. I'd rather choose to breathe because Christ's breath is on the inside of me. His Mm -hmm. Ruach breath is on the inside of me. So therefore it is his life that I'm breathing daily. Yeah. Um, so that that's that's basically where the inspiration came from.
0: Yes, yes, I love it. It's so um, timely and it's so needed. Um, it, and I think it came at a uh, an amazing uh, point uh, and turning point for our country. You know, we Absolutely. that was that we were in the heat, in the midst of a you know global pandemic and now an uprising an uproar um <laughs> of social unrest you know what i mean i was
2: so afraid to release this book because i was yeah. like i don't know if anybody's gonna and you know i i, I shared this with you even mm-hmm. when i was writing and i was like i don't know if this is going to you know people are going to embrace this how is this going to be but my my goal in releasing this book is really to just kind of open the eyes of of whoever decides to read it Mm-hmm to kind of open up their eyes to realize that, you know, whatever they're going through is way more spiritual than it is physical. Yes. And we can't just address everything in life as a simple, you know, physical situation that's just natural. People go through this and just, you know, and swallow it up and just decide I'm, you know, but there's so much more to that. Yes. Your struggle can be so much more spiritual, and this book gives the tools as to how you can, as you do that, n- the natural fight. You you get checked. You you know you get a counselor, or you get a therapist, or you you do all the physical natural stuff, but you're doing the spiritual stuff as well.
0: Definitely, 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 and this has really turned into a movement. Um, a lot of collateral has been put out um, in regards to. Pe- to counterattack, workshops, um, seminars that you're hosting on a monthly basis. What are you hoping that people take out of this?
2: Um, My goal is for the reader to be empowered, Mm -hmm. For for them first off to be enlightened, for them to realize, okay, whatever I'm dealing or going through physically there has to be a physical, a spiritual connection. Mm -hmm. And how can I fight back in the spirit? What tools can I use? What declarations or prayer points can I pray Mm -hmm. in my secret place to help me overcome this physical issue by the spirit? That is, that is what I'm hoping people are able to get from this. There are so many, you know, so many people, flood my DMs all the time you know saying you know Pastor Gigi how do I get through this or I'm having this or that dream or I'm going through this experience Mm -hmm. and you know and they're like how do I pray what do I say what do I do and so I realized that a manual like this and more to come will help people like them and hopefully someone who's listening to this Podcast, it'll help you be able to realize, okay, these are the tools that I could use in my prayer time to yes. help you get through this physical issue.
0: Yes, love it. And and um I wanted you to speak specifically about the spiritual attack on the womb. Um, as you know, this this uh, podcast is really geared towards women who have um, who are on this journey of walking in fertility, um, women who are even experiencing secondary infertility. And then there's just those who are listening because they want to be of support and want more knowledge in this area. Can you delve into what some of the attacks look like and how it manifests in the physical if we're talking about
2: the womb specifically? Mm -hmm. That's such a great question. Um, I am so excited to talk about this because it's going to absolutely bring, it's going to shed so much light. Not just for women who are in the season of infertility, mm-hmm. but it will also help women who, um, on the offset, who are preparing themselves or desiring, you know, one day to have children. Mm-hmm. How, you know, what do I need to look out for? And so, um, your question was, what are some of the spiritual attacks on the womb? hmm well, before I answer that question, I want to be able to talk about what the womb represents. Okay. Because if we understand what it represents and what its functions are, just assuming that, just let's just assume we don't know what the womb does. Mm-hmm. If we break that down just a little bit, then we can further understand why it's being attacked. Yes. Right? So we already, we, we already know, for example... Um, that the womb is very much a sexual organ, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it it. What do I mean by that? I mean that there are there are women when they're you know in sexual intercourse, when they're in intimacy with their partner, they either have um, you know vaginal orgasms or they'll have a uterine orgasm, mm-hmm. a, a uterine orgasm, and so that builds that that connection, that sexuality of the woman in that way um not only is it a sexual organ it's also it also rep it's also the place where we carry children Mm -hmm. or we bear children um it's the place where we nourish them it's the place where um you know we have the different reproductive um the different reproductive um procedures I guess um, I, I forget the word but you have menstruation mm-hmm. you have ovulation, the phases the different phases the phases. thank mm-hmm. you so you have the different phases in the reproduction system so menstruation ovulation conception um, gestation um, um, parturition and then you have lactation um, so understanding the entire reproductive system mm-hmm. helps us to understand the womb mm-hmm and, um, you know, to kind of go in, you know, biblically into this, um, in Genesis, when God created Adam and he pulled Eve from his, from his rib, mm-hmm. Adam confessed, right? And he said, um, this is, she is the flesh of my flesh, bone flesh of bone my bone, bone. Mm-hmm. right? And then later on, it says that he calls, her, I will call her Eve. Mm-hmm. A woman, and so that word "woman" is broken down into womb, man. So basically, mm-hmm. a man which has a womb. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So that's what distinguishes us from the male. Mm-hmm. The beauty of it is, and this is so. This point that I'm going to make is so important. the The point that I want to make is we are made with purpose, on purpose to carry
1: purpose. Mm.
2: So when God created us, there was a reason he had, he had an objective. He Mm -hmm. had a purpose in mind for the womb man. And that purpose, that purpose was intentional. Many times, a lot of us, we don't realize That the way that we think about ourselves, Mm -hmm. the way that we think about our reproductive system, Mm -hmm. the experiences that we have, we don't realize that maybe in different moments, we, in a sense, lessen that purpose or lessen our value. And over time, it can truly affect the way that we produce or function in the future. Mm. It, it, I'm gonna it's, I'm gonna explain better what I mean by that. So, for example, um, I don't know if you've ever heard anyone say, you know, don't curse your menstrual cycle. Right. Sometimes we joke around and we're like, oh my God, thanks Eve. You know, I'm going through all this pain, <laughs> right. <laughs> all these cramps. Right. Thank you so much Eve, that was a great gift. You know, all because you couldn't just you couldn't just you oh, couldn't, you resist. You couldn't resist you couldn't resist, huh? <laughs> gosh right and so we kind of joke around with that and we kind of say those things and we don't realize that in a sense we we're we're you know we're embracing that curse mm. and it can affect in 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 turn it may affect how we feel about our you know our production system our men- our menstrual cycle mm-hmm. not realizing that it's all part of the conception
0: yes and there's so many women out there who are not experiencing a menstrual cycle. And that is needed in the process of trying to conceive. Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. So I would, in a sense, say it's important for us to embrace that part of us. Mm-hmm. Embrace the entire reproductive system. Embrace the entire reproductive process and see it as a blessing instead of seeing it as a curse. hmm so knowing the different phases is important so that we understand how our body functions and why, why we go through what we go through on a monthly cycle so that we can appreciate what we can bring to this world. Yes. And it's because of, of the weight of the purpose of a woman
1: mm-hmm.
2: that attracts the attack of the enemy. Teach us this. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, yes, I'm with you. So, so by the time, understand, understand the beauty of the woman. It's by the time we, we have been fully formed in our mother's womb, when we're birthed, we are born with over one million eggs.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Listen to what I'm about to say next. These one million eggs are prepared, ready, and waiting for our destiny of motherhood to be fulfilled. Wow. So it's, so you're not a mother when you give birth to a baby, mm-hmm. you were born a mother.
0: Mm-hmm. And the beauty of this too, is if you look at generation, I'm going to take myself as an example. My mother, uh, my grandmother carried my mother and my mother carried me. Right. So when my grandmother was pregnant, yeah. she was carrying my mother and and, my mo- and me, because the seed was already in there. Absolutely, that absolutely. is mind-boggling. Absolutely,
2: <laughs> like it's like, really, God, like absolutely. Wow. So, when she, so basically, when your birth, when your grandmother gave birth to your mom, she gave birth to you. Yes. Yes. And it's 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 continual. Yeah because we're all born, we're born with all of our eggs with all of whoever it is we're getting re- we're going to push out mm-hmm. years from now was mm-hmm. already in us. Yes. So here's the first attack. One of the attacks against the one of the attacks against the womb is what we call rejection. Mm. Because so many women don't realize that they were from the moment They, 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 some, some women from the moment they start their menstrual cycle or, um, um, they begin to reject the cycle by saying, oh, I hate this. Why do I have to go through this? Why am I experiencing this? You know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, The rejection can go as far as even um, maybe in relationships, former relationships. Maybe they were rejected by a loved one, or maybe they were rejected by a family member. And so that spirit of rejection sticks with them. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to break it down a little bit later and kind of talk about how different life experiences can affect us on an emotional level, Mm -hmm. in turn can also shift our, our reproduction later on in life Mm -hmm. um, and we don't realize that if we don't deal with certain emotional hurts that can affect our ability to be able to birth and that is an attack of the enemy yes of rejection yes
0: yes yes Um,
2: in Romans 9 verse 19 to 20 it basically says this it says um, um, Paul is saying do not question God and say why did you make me this way Mm. how many of us have said that yeah why did you make me like this why am I going through this and some people have even accepted and said well I guess this is just my plight
1: Mm.
2: never have never take have never even considered to question well maybe there's something that I need to to address
1: Mm
2: -hmm. in my past or in my present to help me overcome this season so that my body now can recognize that its function is to birth
1: nutrition good live
2: next life does that make sense what i'm saying yes yes and 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 sometimes and and I, and this is why i'm saying uh, listen, this is why I'm saying one of the attacks of the enemy is rejection. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we don't realize the, the thoughts of rejection affect our body. Mm-hmm. There are ways that we think and things that we do and, and, and the feelings that we feel that can even bring us to be physically sick.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And we don't realize how powerful that is. The second way that the enemy can attack the wound um, the second way the enemy can attack to, attack the womb is by, um, uh, I'll use an old school world, uh, uh, an old school word, <laughs> enmity. Okay. The word enmity is found in Genesis three fifteen. Mm-hmm. But if I break that word down, the word enmity means hate, mm-hmm. animosity,
1: mm-hmm.
2: friction. Mm-hmm. The word enmity in the Hebrew means to go to war. So one of the ways that the enemy attacks the womb is by experiences of hate. Wow. Experiences of animosity and friction. Wow. And we don't realize that th- those, that unease for a long period of time can affect the womb.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, um, the enemy knew the enemy knew that it was through the womb of a woman that the savior of humanity would be born yep the enemy knew that not only was the savior of humanity to be born through the womb of a woman but he also knew that out of it would be the seed of a woman that the godly seed meaning you and I would we would be born to f- continue that good fight that Christ started against him And so if he doesn't, if he doesn't want to consistently be defeated, the same thing he did in Genesis, when Moses was born, he tried to kill off all the the, the Hebrew boys because he knew that somebody was going to be born to save Mm -hmm. Egypt. The same way he tried to kill all of the baby boys when Jesus was born, because he found out that there was going to be a new King in Israel. And Herod was like, I'm not having it. So he decided to slay all those babies. And so they had to, Uh, Mary and Joseph had to take Jesus and hide in Egypt for Mm -hmm. a period of time. Mm -hmm. It's the same agenda today. It's that hate. It's that anger. There are women who don't, there are women who hate themselves so much and it's because they hate them- themselves. They don't think that they're worthy to give birth. Mm-hmm. They, they 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 um perform a, a, abortions or they give up their children for adoption or many times because they hate themselves so much. We don't talk about this enough. But a lot of women the reason why they fall into depression, the reason why the reason why they get, you know, they 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 go into drugs, the reason why they go into so many different things is because there's an internal hatred against themselves. Mm-hmm. They don't love themselves. And so they perform all these self-inflicted harms and wounds. And so over time, if they do conceive, that child now is suffering with those things. Mm -hmm. You you suffer with that motherless child spirit, children who suffer with rejection. They can't connect. They can't emotionally, emotionally connect to other people because of some type of a rejection or some type of a hate that unbeknownst to them Poor things they're victims of. Mm. Um, listen, I could say so much more, but for the sake of time, you know, the, another way that the enemy attacks us, he attacks um, by the p- performance of, of abortions, like I mentioned. Um, women taking pills and IUDs, um, permanent contraption. Um, for example, like tubal, um, it's called tubal legations. Okay. It's when they either tie up the tubes or when they do the surgery where they completely remove the uterus and the ovaries. Um, and a lot of women do these things. Of course, there are complications, but a lot of women who do these operations is because they were not giving any other option. Mm. And and one of the things that's the moneymaker, especially in the United States, is hysterectomies. Yeah. And so a lot of women have been forced to go into this type of surgery. And I'm going to give you some statistics. We have in the USA alone, 1 million hysterectomies are performed every 30 seconds. Wow. 4.7% of those were all unnecessary and could have been avoided by alternative surgeries. 60% 60% of these of hysterectomies are performed on women who are under 44 years old. Wow. Which means they're of childbearing age. age, correct. Okay? And they say that a hysterectomy sh- shouldn't be performed unless it's an absolute emergency or, you know, some kind of a can some correct. kind of uh, uh, you know, uh, cancerous attack um, um and so a lot of women find themselves now wanting to have children afterwards and realizing that they can't. Mm-hmm. And the, there another way that the enemy attacks is through curses. Maybe it might be the sin of a parent. Um, maybe there's some kind of a sin that's floating around in the bloodline.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, maybe it could be the sin of the person who desires to bear and maybe they've never confessed certain sins. And so that was a curse upon their womb womb. Um Maybe there were there's negative or ill-spoken words that were spoken against the person. Yes. For example, um you have Penina in the Bible. Penina mm-hmm. and Hannah. Penina was always um, talking down to Hannah mm-hmm. and thinking on Hannah because she was unable to bear. And a lot of times we don't realize that that can be verbal a verbal curse. It a is sort of mm-hmm. curse. Mm-hmm. because people are speaking this thing over you consistently. Why aren't you having kids? You can't have kids. Look at how many kids I, you know, and She's they're never going to have
0: kids, you know,
2: exactly mm-hmm. those kinds of things. And, and those things are being spoken over, over people. And they don't realize that that can also hinder their, their the, the, the chances of them having children. Um, so we call that ill-spoken words. There are people who are jealous and so there's And so they're speaking behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Another way, um another attack we don't we don't realize this but it's ignorance yeah the fact that there's so much that people don't know about you know preventative measures or even prep you know members, the the different measures for them to prepare Mm -hmm. for for pregnancy. There are women who don't know how to prepare themselves before they go get into marriage. What do they need to do to check themselves to make sure everything is going okay? You know, what tests do they need to run to make sure everything is okay? And we don't talk about that stuff. We don't talk about those Mm -hmm. things. And so, so many women are getting into marriage, want desiring kids. And then they're finding out they have this issue, that issue. And as a matter of fact, you know, Hey, your mom actually had a couple miscarriages. What? go figure your aunt had a couple of this or somebody else had a couple mm-hmm. issues. And then it's not, it's, it's now all of a sudden these stories are coming to, you know, coming to the surface. And it's like, why didn't anybody ever talk about this before? Mm-hmm. So that at least I would be able to know what do I, what I can do to prepare myself in the event that I too am in the line of those who can't.
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Yeah. So those are just a few attacks. Um, there are so many others, but I wanted to point those out: rejection, hate, ill-spoken words, and of course, the medical, the the, the medical procedures that hinder. Um, yes. Conception.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So we we've heard about the different attacks. What are some key prayer points we can use during the season of walking in fertility?
2: That's a good question. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you all different things that you can think about. So as you, as you go into prayer about your womb, um, unto the Lord, you can mention these things in prayer. So for example, in Genesis three, verse 20, it says that we are, um, that the womb is life bearing. Mm -hmm. The womb is life bearing. Um, the, the name Eve means life giving or life bearing. And so I would like to challenge our listeners to shift their perspective about Eve. Um, because if you're thinking Eve was cursed, then therefore you're, you're, you're indirectly saying you're cursed. Mm. Because she was the giver of all life. Um, and even, even though she made a mistake, her mistake did not revoke the blessing of God. Yep. Because right before her mistake in Genesis 1 and 2, the Bible says, and the Lord blessed them. And mm-hmm. he said unto them, be fruitful and multiply. Yeah. And so though she made the mistake, the consequence of her, of the, of her, her and Adam's mistake was that they could no longer be in the garden. Mm-hmm. But it was not that they could no longer bear children. Does okay. that make sense?
0: Yes, yes, yes.
2: So, so if we shift our perspective on, what, on how we see Eve, who is our direct reflection, we can immediately shift the way that we think about ourselves.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: We are life bearing. We are life giving. It doesn't matter what the doctor said. It doesn't matter what you know everything else you're going through. It doesn't matter how you feel about yourself right now. You might feel like, "Well, I can't bear children." How is it that I'm life bearing? You are still life bearing because you have a womb. Mm-hmm. And somebody might say, "Well, I, I I had the procedure. I had my uterus taken out or my ovaries taken out." You are still life bearing Mm -hmm. because all things are made new through Christ. There are women who have confessed that after they've had, um, hysterectomies, they immediately lost the desire that, you know, the desire or their sexual desires to their husbands or to their partners. But then there are women who have supernaturally confessed that though they felt, they felt the, 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 the connection sever when they had the, the, um, when they had the operation, mm-hmm. but when they came to God, they confessed, they sought him. All of a sudden those desires started to resurface and come back. Yep. Why? Because it's more spiritual than it is physical. Mm-hmm. Though you may not physically be able to bear, but you still have a womb. Yes. Number two, the, the second prayer point is, um, I am a blessing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: My womb is a blessing. It's not a curse. Your womb is not a curse. Mm-hmm. You, may have, you may have found yourself in an abusive relationship and maybe the, your, the, the product of that relationship was a child. Your womb is blessed. That child is blessed. Amen. That child is not the product of a curse
1: mm-hmm.
2: because children are a gift from God. Your womb is a gift from God you are a blessing. I want to challenge somebody if they're listening. I know this is kind of weird, this might be really churchy, but can I challenge you real quick and ask you, do you believe, do you believe the scriptures? Do you believe that God calls you blessed? Hmm. Do you believe that your womb really is blessed? You have to be able to come to the grips within yourself to evaluate, do I really think that I'm blessed? Hmm. Do I really think that I'm life-bearing? Have I for a moment, in the, in the moment of, of going through this season of infertility, have I ever questioned whether or not I truly am a life-bearing individual? Mm. And, and if, I can, if I can attest and confess to that, that I've, or, or, or confess that I've made that kind of um, um, conclusion about myself, are you willing to switch up your perspective and to say, I am life bearing. I am blessed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: My womb is blessed.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Your womb is your glory because in Hosea nine eleven, um, God cursed Ephraim and he's, and the curse was your glory will be removed from you. The, glo- the, your ability to bear children, your ability to, uh, the, the ability of conception, he says that glory will be removed. Wow. So if, if he cursed them and said that their glory will be removed and he, and he said that the glory was their ability to conceive then that means that our ability to conceive is our glory. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So we have to be able to see it that way. The other thing too, is if I find myself in a place where I'm, I'm unable to physically do so, I'm going through certain complications according to, you know, medical research and et cetera. Does that mean that I am not life-bearing, that I am not blessed, or does that mean that I'm cursed? Not at all. That is not what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is in God's original plan for your life, for you and I, we are blessed. We were created to bear life, to produce life, and we were created to walk in that full glory. Yeah. Um, There's a woman I was watching her on YouTube. I don't know how I came across this video, but she was sharing her story about how um, she had always wanted children. Um, She had gotten married. She was in a really bad marriage, unfortunately. Um, She really tried to stick it out. It didn't work out for her. Unfortunately, um, while she was in the marriage, she found out that she um, could not have children. I don't remember what the reason was, um, but she was unable to bear and so, unfortunately, uh, well, for her, she said it was fortunate that she didn't have kids with him. Right. Because she ended up divorcing him. But she said she still always had that desire to mm-hmm. have children. And she said she literally, though she couldn't bear, but she always felt that yearning on the inside of her. And so, long story short, she ended up going into adoptions. First, she started to foster. She came across a, a baby boy she had the child for, for a few weeks and she realized how attached she felt to the child. So she went through the process of adopting him. Thanks be to God, you guys know how long the adoption process is. She ended up having the child. Then for some reason she had the same, after he was about a year or two old, she had the same desire. Mm-hmm. She began to feel like, oh my God, what is this? She had that same, like I'm ready to have another kid. But of course she can't physically have them. So she went through the process of adoption again. mm mm-hmm. She fostered another baby girl and she just felt a direct connection with the baby. So she went through the process to try to adopt the child. Went through a bunch of complications, but she said for some reason the child looked so similar to her first baby boy. And she was like, she didn't want to think she was crazy or anything like that because what are the odds of it, you know, of them being related? Yeah. She left that aside. And then maybe, uh, maybe less than a year later, she had the same yearning again. Okay. Maybe nine or eight months or so later, she went through the process, ended up having another little baby boy. Then for some reason, she realized that the, the two boys had the same last name. Mm-hmm. She went through the system, searched things out, found out that all three of the children she adopted at different times happened to have the same mother.
0: Wow.
2: So in other words, all of those kids were, were siblings, blood-related. Mm-hmm. Blood Why do I share this story? Simply because even though she was unable to physically bear, mm-hmm. she still had that innate desire. desire. Yeah. That, well, yeah. this, is, this is my time to have a child. I'm ready to mother a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say this because I, I, I want everybody on here to know that the, the, your, uh, your physical ability does not dictate what you can do spiritually. Yep. God has called us to be motherly as women. Mm-hmm. God has called us to desire to want children. Um, so every now and then we're going to feel that desire. However way that God allows us to be able to fulfill that destiny is up to him. Mm-hmm. And by the grace of God, we're able to do so through adoption or through fostering or through you know all those little different means. Yes, But we can still fulfill our destiny. Yes. It doesn't matter how but we can.
0: Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, what are some declarations that we can use during this season?
2: Good question. So I would say, um, I would say based off of what I've just taught earlier,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you can say my womb is fearfully and wonderfully, fearfully, wonderfully, and purposefully made. Mm. My womb is fearfully, wonderfully and purposefully made. Mm -hmm. Uh, Another one can be, I am blessed and fruitful. Mm -hmm. Or you can switch that up and say, my womb is blessed and fruitful. Yep. Um, Another one to be more um, on the offense, you can say, I cancel every word curse against my womb in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, Another thing that we could say as well is, Um, nothing can separate my womb from its destiny. Mm -hmm. The reason why I say that one is because our womb is the birthplace of destiny. Correct. And so our womb is not just a physical organ. It is also a spiritual organ. Mm -hmm. So this particular declaration matches with John the Baptist. The Bible says that when Mary and Elizabeth met up, the Bible says that Elizabeth confessed that her baby leaped on the inside of her. Mm -hmm. That's because the destiny of what she carried Mm -hmm. agreed with the destiny that was in Mary's womb. Come on. Come on, somebody. Mm -hmm. And so both of those destinies recognized or saluted one another in that moment. Mm -hmm. Another, uh, another example is Paul. Paul confessed, he said, that the Lord separated him to preach the gospel from the womb.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, Another one is Samson. Samson confessed that he was a Nazarite unto God in his mother's womb. God even expressed to Jeremiah and said, before you were formed, Mm -hmm. he goes even further, so not this is before Jeremiah was even an idea or even in the con, in conception in his mm-hmm. mother's womb mm-hmm. God says he knew him mm-hmm. So, so our womb is a birthplace of destiny. Yes. Can I challenge somebody who's listening to this broadcast to think about their womb as a place of birth for destiny, Mm -hmm. a place for you to birth purpose? You are not just destined to be a mother. You're destined to mother purpose. Yes. I
1: said something.
2: Yes, you did you are destined to mother purpose. You're destined to mother your destiny. You're Mm -hmm. destined to mother a vision. You're destined to mother, you know, uh, an idea. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You're destined to mother a book. You're destined Mm -hmm. to mother an institution. You're destined to mother an organization. You're destined to mother a business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come on. Yes. It's a place
0: of destiny, a a place of purpose.
2: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the womb is also a weapon against Satan. Mm-hmm. Satan does not want us to bear children. Because he knows that our seed, as it says in the book of Psalms, will contend with the enemy at the gate. Mm. So that means that the enemies that we couldn't fight, our children will fight and yes. win.
0: Yes, and yes. They
2: will be able to, it says contend at the gate. So that means whatever open door was once my mother's problem, mm-hmm. if she couldn't shut that door. She birthed me to stand and be the barricade at that door. Come
0: on. If come whatever on.
2: Came through that door in my mother's generation won't come through the door on my generation, or on All right. my generation because I was born to be that gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. I was born to be the defense. Yes. Our womb is, an, is a weapon against Satan. So if you want, you could switch your perspective and think of it this way. The reason why I have not yet birthed is because the, probably there's something about my next child or idea or vision that's making the devil mad. So I've got to make sure that I prepare myself to mother that purpose yes. when it comes because it's coming. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Another prayer point. I'm on fire. <laughs> Go ahead, another, sis. Another prayer point is the womb. It, the The womb is in most is also considered the innermost part of a person. Mm-hmm. That the depth of them. Right. So, Job twenty verse nineteen to twenty, it, um, he confessed and he said, "the um, The oppression of the poor, the guilt." um and, and the weight of the oppression of the poor, um, it 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 responded in his womb.
1: Mm.
2: Um, have you ever gone through a heartbreak or have you ever felt guilty about something? Or have you ever felt disturbed about something and you just felt it in your and you we usually say I feel it in my gut.
1: Mm-hmm. Feel in
2: my, we feel it down there. It just responds down there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh my goodness. Many, many of us don't realize this. Um, but we've, we've gone through things in our lives that we have felt in that particular area, Mm -hmm. you know? And so it, we don't realize that it's affected us in a physical way because of how traumatizing that pain was.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: So you can say, I am no longer a product of my trauma and my pain. Come on you hear what I'm saying? I am no longer a product of my trauma or my pain. Um, The womb also um, represents um, to fondle or to love deeply, to cherish, to be compassionate, to show great mercy. Um, So this is often what we feel for for loved ones or friends or family. This is also what God feels towards us. Mm -hmm. We call this loving kindness.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: We call that his tender mercies. Those are very motherly qualities. Mm -hmm. So we can say, I have motherly qualities. I am loving. I am merciful. I am tender. Many many women don't know how to be loving and tender. Or kind. They don't know how to be kind. They don't know how to express those things. Mm -hmm. Those are things that we need to confess in our prayer time. Um, And to remember also that um, our womb is a very sexual organ. So I need the women and the men on here to understand that you need to, you can touch the woman a certain type of way and you can excite her womb. It'll both shy. (laughs) Why are you like that? I'm just, I'm just saying, and I'm not just, listen, it's biblical what I'm about to say. Okay. Because I believe in songs of Solomon five, verse four, it definitely went to song of Solomon. And I paraphrase. It says, "My beloved put his hands in the hole of my door, and my bowels were moved for him." Okay, all so right, somebody, you could go and study that on your own. Time. That's the
0: homework, I guess.
2: That's your homework. You, there is a way that you fondle with your with the womb. It excites it. It excites that desire. It brings it so much. So much "quote unquote" joy, <laughs> uh, and understand there are women. There, I'm going to give you some statistics about how how real this is. So this is not just fi- spiritual; this is physical. This is what I'm saying. We have to put the two together. To get yes. Um, 100 out of 171 women that were that they did a test on, um, these women all um, had hysterectomies performed on them. 69.2 percent of them confessed that they had a decrease in orgasms. Wow. 98% of marriage count, uh, a marriage counselor said 98% of her clients it were confessed that they were experiencing extreme sexual displeasure after having that particular um, procedure. Wow. So it proves what the woman of God was saying in Songs of Solomon, that there's just a way that you touch the, the, the womb. You can either affect it or you can just simply excite it
1: love
2: so, it. So yeah, so I I hope that that helped somebody. I hope that this was good. I just want y'all to know that your womb is so powerful. Your womb is a weapon. Your womb is a place of destiny. Um your womb is the birthplace of destiny and you were created on purpose, for purpose to bear purpose. Um, it's important that we are positive about how we think about our womb. Mm-hmm. We embrace the reproductive process and don't curse it with our thoughts or questions of why we are the way we are, but rather embrace who we are, where we are. Embrace your body. Yes. Embrace your makeup. Um, embrace your shape. Embrace your sex. You know, our society is so overly sexualized, it makes us think that we have to look a, se- a certain way to be sexy. And, you know, I mean, it's an old cliche, but beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yes. So it's not really what society makes you think is beautiful. It's whatever that person who thinks you're attractive is beautiful. Mm-hmm. And Embrace yourself. Love on yourself. Um, um, speak life to yourself. Put your hand on your own woman. Speak life to it. Matter of fact, your, your male partner, your husband, he has so much power to be able to speak life into your womb. The Bible literally says that one of the patriarchs, he prayed over his wife for her to bear children mm-hmm. because she was barren. And the Bible says after he prayed, she became pregnant. And the beauty of it is, she ain't just get pregnant one time, she had twins. Mm. Because his prayer was so powerful, the Bible proved to us that he had the ability to double the blessing over his wife's um, womb. Mm -hmm. So if there are men watching today you too have the power to speak life into the womb of your wife and to declare that she shall bear fruit and speak life into the womb of her emotions mm-hmm. speak life into the womb of her of her self esteem speak life into the womb of her purpose because you represent her god here on earth you are responsible for her soul for her well-being child i could go on forever i hope this was good
0: yes I yes love this. So we're going to close. What are some, you know, last words of encouragement you have for women that are going through this season and specifically those who have suffered loss um, because we are bringing awareness to pregnancy and infant loss. What words of encouragement do you have for, um,
2: you know, women that are going through this? Don't ignore the fact that it happened. Mm -hmm. Embrace the hurt. Embrace the loss and trust that God will bring you peace.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Whatever happened is not because it's your fault.
1: Um,
2: remember that your womb is still blessed. Mm-hmm. Remember that you are still a life-bearing individual. Yep. And while you may not have been able to physically bring forth a child yet, think about all of the things God has allowed you to be able to birth forth. If I think about my sister, in the midst of her season, she was able to birth out this podcast. She's birthed out countless activities. She's birthed out an entire organization. She's birthed out a book. I don't know if she talked about it yet. Not yet, but it's fine. It's coming. coming. (laughs) I mean... I mean, think about what what you've birthed already. You may yeah. not have birthed physically, but you, yeah. you've birthed purpose. Yes. You've birthed destiny. Yes. And so see where you are now, not as a place of defeat or lack, but see yourself as you're in the journey, drawing closer and closer to your ultimate to the ultimate fulfillment of God's purpose for your life.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You may have felt like I wanted to have kids by now or I wanted to have this many or, you know, whatever the case may be, but it may just not be God's timing. Right. So don't focus on what you don't have or what's not happening so that you don't end up losing out on what God actually is doing in your life right now. now.
0: Yep. Yep. Love it. Thank you so much. Um, and thank you for joining us. Um, how can we purchase the book um, for counterattack? And how can we remain connected to you?
2: Yay! So, um, um, as a matter of fact, just like Sis was saying earlier, um, the book is called Counterattack. It's turned into an entire movement. Um, I've been hosting webinars on how to pray, how to use the book. Um, so you can get all of that information on my website www. Mm-hmm. Um hopefully that information can be provided to you in the description show notes
0: yes i'll put everything in the, everything show, in the notes.
2: show notes mm-hmm. um, and you can also follow me on facebook and instagram and snapchat i'm hardly ever on I'm, i mean i'm on twitter but i, I hardly tweet but yeah <laughs> you know, you can jump over and tweet with me, Um, but they're all under my first and last name, Jerry L. Prudent on all social media platforms.
0: Awesome. Awesome. So thank you so much again for joining us um, on this episode of the infertility podcast. And thank you to everyone for tuning in until next
1: time. Bye. Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) I hope you enjoyed this episode of the infertility podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Joseph, or on Facebook, Master Mentor and Minister. Or you can visit my website, which is www.iamdaniellejoseph.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.